0: Yo, what's going on, y'all? What's going on? Uh, welcome back to another fire episode of Audible Podcast. I'm your host, uh Zay Woodster, uh, as they see out there in my native second or third homeland of, of France. What's going on, y'all? It's been a uh been a pretty interesting day. It's hot. It's hot 24-7. Uh, I woke up one morning at 5.17, right? So I'm not probably not the only one. They set alarms. You know what I mean? I probably have at least five or six alarms, right? And it's not because I need the snooze button or I sleep through them. I just got them because I got them. I'm just making sure a motherfucker wake up when they want to wake up, right? 5.17, check the clock. 91 degrees on the weather machine on the phone. Took a nap one day at 6. Woke up at eight forty-seven, ninety-one 91 degrees. Fell asleep at 10.30. Fucked around and woke up at 3.12 a.m. 89 degrees. That means sweet boiling hell. Uh, pretty much 24 hours of the day. Ugh. So last podcast we talked about uh, the, the title was uh, Slovenia and Nigeria on my back. And things seem to be lining up, right? U.S. lost to uh, France. This is a very, I wouldn't even say a regular French team. These are I don't even know barely who these people are. They have Rudy Gobert. uh Uh, I have no idea. I have no idea who else they have. All right, let me get my uh, situation together. Let's see. French Olympic. uh, French basketball, right? French national basketball team, right? Well, do they play in Paris? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. You know, where do they? (laughs) Tony Parker. Oh, that's 2001, my bad. Okay, I should be finding the roster. There we go. So, Frankie Nicotine, uh, Timothy Lawau Cabro, this dude plays for uh, Brooklyn, uh, Thomas Hurtall, I thought that was a pitcher, he plays for Real Madrid, Nicholas Batum plays for the Clippers, Gershon Yabusule plays for Real Madrid, Evan Fournier. Plays for the Boston Celtics. Nando DiColo. Plays for uh, Fenner Boshi. Vincent Poirier. No relation to Dustin Poirier. Uh, plays for Real Madrid. Andrew Albice. Which rhymes with spicy. Plays for Gran Canaria. Rudy Gobert. Plays for the Utah Jazz. Peter Corneli plays for Paul Lock Orthes Mustafa Fall Mustafa Fall and he plays somewhere. I I don't know how to say that. Uh, it says Olympiacos. Um, I don't know what that is. Let me see if we can find out what what kind of league this guy uh, plays in. Us uh, a Greece. So this cat plays for the Greek basketball team, but he reps France. And we just went through 2, four, six, eight, 10, 12 players uh, from the French basketball team. And you have no idea who most of them are, but you do know that they gave the USA an L, right? So we talked about this last time. Um, I discussed the softness. Uh, S-O-F-F, the softness of the USA basketball team because since the last time uh, we had Olympic basketball, again, the rules have dramatically changed. There are more uh, uh, rules uh, upon fouling, flopping. Uh, You can look at the increase in free throws from players like Trey Young or Bradley Beal, whereas they just use the rules to their advantage, right? But when you're using the rules to your advantage, your game becomes that also. So what FIBA is, FIBA is not even like people trying to make FIBA rules to be like it's 90s basketball, right? Like somebody's catching a tornado DDT while they're going for a layup. That's just not the case. It's more early 2000s, not early 2000s, early 2010s and late 2000s basketball. Um, well, there's a little bit more aggression, but you can see the rules softening up. You know what I'm saying? Like you can, you can see around the Phoenix 2006, five, seven era that the rules were softening up the late two thousands and the early two thousands still had a little roughness to them. But it was definitely a lot softer than the early two thousands was, and the late nineties were, and definitely uh, softer. It it was wiffle ball in comparison to late eighties and early nineties, which was just you know ECW uh, for the most part. So the the rules are not that drastic, but it's it's more a lot more physicality to it, right? So. The last time we've seen our U.S. team, obviously our rules have gotten softer. Uh, you can see, you can see cats like KD, like uh, he took the, he took the last shot, I believe, in the French, uh, in the French game, I believe he took the last shot or close to the last shot, and it's the same type of shot, like the same. He gets it the same way, and I'm not saying obviously I don't, you know, what the fuck do I know about basketball uh, compared to Kevin Durant? Uh, a lot, but. It's the same style of play. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. They've had to avoid physicality for so long as far as learning not to touch players' arm, not to tap people at all because we've been removed from the rules of touching and defense. Like, in playoffs, they let it ride because you can't really be that flippy floppy with these amount of serious games. But the other 82, they just let everything go. That's why we see a dramatic difference in in some players in their game in comparison to regular season and the playoffs. Now uh uh a player like Trey Young, we saw that translate over well. Um well we've seen other players well, you know, James Harden, well uh the their playoffs, um the reliability on files is just it's just not coming through um and i've seen a lot of excuses uh let me let's go to uh, team usa basketball um i've seen a lot of excuses from a, a lot of people you know that which of course is 1 1000% 1, disrespect uh to all these other nations because we got we got like three different narratives uh, uh things going here we got people that think that the USA is getting worse in basketball. Well, we got yeah, we got a couple. People that think it's getting worse, people that think it's international is getting better, and people that think both is happening at the same time. No. You get a lot of in and out like just because these cats are not NBA stars like Nick Batum and all these cats, they've been in the league long enough to know what's going on. But also, what we don't know is... what people don't have haven't bought up is people play for real Madrid and all these Greek leagues and that's their rules already. So if that's their rules already. They're already used to playing that way. They're already used to playing that game. So all the touch files and all that stuff, um, like with Batum and all them, when they go play, when they go back home, they play for these national teams that they practice with these cats. They know these cats. It's not most of these cats are just not strangers playing together. Like a lot of these American cats, they're just guys that's playing on a team. And but they already play for other teams, obviously. We know that. Most of these other cats, like we saw the French team, it's like five or six Real Madrid dudes on there. That's a team. That's a that's a lineup. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh and, and, and like I said, these are these cats' rules already. If they went into the Olympics with our soft ass NBA rules, it'll be a thousand fouls because they played normally way more aggressive and way more physical uh, in their game uh than ours is so uh there's there's a couple things that it's just a dramatic difference. Now, for the people who are saying we didn't have top players out there, um Drew Holiday is a top player, he just won the NBA championship, and he also had the, the most points in the last game they played off of a 29-hour flight, 25-hour flight from fucking Milwaukee to Japan. It could have been two weeks ago he got there, which it was. Uh, he probably got there like four days ago, whereas the game was two days ago, four days ago, five days ago. You know how long it takes to get over some jet lag when you just – play the full NBA season, including every single series and game in the playoffs, including the finals, including winning the finals, not even coming off the high yet. And then you got to fly immediately to Japan? And you got the most points? That's something wrong with the, with these cats, man. Something wrong with these cats. Damian Lilla is a top 10 player. Let's just say uh, everybody's name is a top 12 player. I won't put them in any specifics or anything. Top 15, we'll say. Uh, Dame Litter is a top 15 player. Easily. Uh, He's probably a top 10, 7, 5 player. Uh, Jason Tatum is a top 15 player. Kevin Durant is a... Okay, I don't even have to say that. Devin Booker, for sure. Um, And the rest of these casts can be floating anywhere between the top 15 and the top 30. And you might say, oh, top 30, top Everybody can't be in the fuck, can everybody can't be the best. Like we could say LeBron, Durant, Steph, AD, and let's say Embiid, right? That's that's five players. You still got Damn Little. You still got Giannis. You still got Jokic. It's so many great players in the league. Now, obviously, some of the people I name are not team say players. Um, but another thing we have to have to account for is a lot of these people. That we have as top players, mostly big men, or not American players. Called Anthony Towns. It's um, Canadian. No, Dominican. He, he he he's uh he's for the Dominican team. Um, Giannis, obviously, I think he either do Greece or Nigeria. Um, and B, Cameroon. I don't even. I'm not sure if Cameroon has a team. A uh, Jokic, uh, I believe Jokic is. From, Serbia, yeah, Serbia, yeah, Serbia. So we got a lot of different. Um, uh, Kansas is not American in general. And would you expect LeBron to come and play? You really think LeBron's coming play? Come on now, like we, Andy Davis not coming playing either. Like these are just we have the top players. Kevin Durant. If you make me a team with Dame Lillard as point guard, Zach Levine as a two. Um, Jason Tatum as a three, Kevin Durant as the four, and Draymond Green as the five. You put that in the NBA, you're going to say, what the fuck? So we're playing against international talent, which, like I said, they are good players, obviously, because a lot of these cats are on national teams. This is their living. They make a living playing basketball. You got to be pretty good to make a living playing basketball, professional basketball, basketball in general, but especially professional basketball. If I told you it was a team with Dame Lillard, Jason Tatum, Drew Holiday, Kevin Durant, and Zach Levine, and 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 Bam Adebayo, and and Devin Booker, all in one NBA team, you have, you tell me I'm fucking stupid. You tell me that's the most cheatable team ever. You play. You say who the fuck is the GM on 2K who approved those trades? This is our national team. These are the best players. Dame Lillard, as far as his position, is a top player. He's a top two or three player in his position. The, the same with Kevin Durant, the same with uh Devin Booker. Um, the same with Jason Tatum at this point. I do believe he's a three guard. How many three guards better than Jason Tatum? Well, it's a couple of, but yeah, it's Kawhi Brown, and you know, that's that's they different. They did own fucking lane. But you know what I mean. Chris Middleton just won an NBA championship. Um so we do have the, the best players. So I don't want to hear that excuse. And even if we didn't, we still have... This is the NBA. They get paid the most. So, it's a couple cats. Fucking... Jeremy Grant might be getting more than uh, fucking 10-year veterans on Real Madrid. That's just how the game goes. It just, it, it just is what it is. But... um. Let me go to uh, – how the Euro-B ball be going? Because I know Slovenia play Argentina. And Argentina is actually a – it was actually a favorite. Argentina, um, Australia, Spain. Uh, they were actual favorites. And also, let me see how the um, the gold medal things have changed. Let me see if you can still – first of all, let me see if you can still bet on it. Trying to see if we can get some, uh, some basketball scores up here. Yeah okay, so Japan. I think we should be playing. um, We played Iran, beat the shit out of Iran. But you know, Iran is one of the worst teams Uh, in the Olympics. uh, Well, most people haven't seen the Olympic guys. I'm the only fiend here, but I'm the only crackhead here. But the Olympic guys wasn't great (laughs) for Iran. The shit was like plus forty four thousand or something like that. Them niggas was not gonna win. These Persian niggas wasn't, didn't have a chance. Um, let me see. So, Group A winner, France minus 500, USA plus. I'm I'm going to look for uh, Group C winner minus 125 is Slovenia. I'll be, be telling you, Japan is plus 15,000. Rui Hachimura is about to get set on fire. Uh, with whoever they play, I don't see this anymore. They, you know, it's so much Olympic stuff you can bet on, dog. You got to be a real, like, crazy, motherfucker. like, artistic swimming team, uh, artistic swimming duet women winner. These are the chicks with the uh, with the with those uh, the wave caps, the stock caps, the masterpiece caps on their head, and uh, swimming and doing um tricks and stuff, I, I believe. I, I think there's a swimming duet. I don't know what else a deck of uh, fucking possibly mean besides choreography in the water. Uh, athletics, javelin throw. There's some crazy shit we got going on. But back to b-ball, right? So, what's today? The, the 28th. Um see we can adjust the scores here. So, last night, uh, Nigeria lost to Germany. Okay. Fucking Nigeria. What's going on here, buddies? Because Germany is Probably ass. I don't even know who's. Let's check the German basketball team. If we gonna expose this stuff, because it's NBA players, it's good players everywhere, dog. Just you know, it. it but the rules set, the the rule set is totally different. German basketball team, the BBL season. Holy hell! You gotta be smoking dope. Let's see, I got a kitty cat walking around this biatch. Uh, so if you hear a loud screech, that's called a, a scorpion deadlock. Basketball team, I'm really there. We go. I'm really just trying to find a German national team. I, I have no idea who, who would you know from the NBA. Uh, Mo Wagner and Isaac Bunga. Isaac Bunga is German? Is that the thing singles. Wow. All these niggas, they're all Africans, but you know, I, I get it. Uh, niggas end up everywhere. So these cats beat Nigeria. I mean, they, you know, obviously don't know how the game went. Oh my God. Obviously, you don't know why the game went, so you never know what it whatever happened in the actual game but the fact they got deutschland on their jerseys is just, uh, just feels racist I don't know something about Germany that's just racist um just the, the the name of the country just just racism I don't know why I'm sorry Germany um but I think Nigeria has a stone uh, a strong chance to meddle I don't, I'm not sure if they've, they've meddled before, but they have a strong chance to meddle. Um, I think it's going to be uh, U.S., Slovenia, and probably Australia, um, or Spain, actually. That's going to end up – we're going to have a dog horse somewhere. Slovenia is, is one of the dog horses. I don't think it's going to be two dog horses because uh, I think it's just too much established, uh, established players and talent. Um, within FIBA, for there to be, you know, two underdogs to, to medal, so that's why I think the USA is going to get one, and maybe uh, Spain and Australia get one, and maybe the extra one will be Slovenia because I think believe this is Slovenia's first um, national basketball team. I don't think they've had one uh, before this, so their meddling would definitely be a um, uh, would definitely be an upset. Uh, not a lot of trades have been going on. Let me uh, look something up. I saw the um, the team that shall not be named um, in Louisiana, the Louisiana basketball team. Uh, they, they traded Eric Bledsoe, which is – I'm not sure why you would get Eric Bledsoe in the first place. Um, I think seeing a guy get from – well, this is – the Eric Bledsoe thing was obviously – a, a David Griffith Rich Paul thing right for some reason there there continues to be this this sick connection this weird um just diabolical connection between David Griffith and Rich Paul and clutch management and all their players right because all all their players they use all their players and this is by no means the first time these things have ever happened. This has been going on in sports agency for years. This has been going on in sports for years where <laughs> guys leverage one player with the other. We saw it really for the first time outright with like LeBron and uh, in Cleveland a second time when it came to re-signing I believe J.L. Smith and re-signing Tristan Thompson. Now I'm pretty sure Tr- Tr- Tristan Thompson could be with Clutch but you know, we've never seen uh, publicly where a guy was like, "Well, I'm not resigning until they resign," which is a real deal thing to do when you're trying to get your people paid. You know, it's, it's what you do. Uh, but we just never seen it, you know, really out front like that. Um, and I think the same thing could be go- went on with Eric Bledsoe, because there's no way as a dude who is supposed to be a GM. And president of basketball operations for a, a a billion dollar franchise to make a trade for for Eric Bledsoe and think that everything is going to turn out fine, especially when you already have Lonzo at the backcourt. So you're you're telling me that you have Zion Williamson and you decide to put Steven Adams. Lonzo Ball, who we didn't know could shoot until the start of the season, and he can, and if he can shoot, it's still on the table, but he can shoot a lot better than he did before. And Eric Bledsoe, right? Think, think about this, right? Think about this, right? Think, think you you just got a team, you're just putting a team together. You just had to trade Anthony Davis, and you had to trade Drew Holiday. And the very next year, both of those players win championships. The very next year, their curse was lifted. The very next year, the following year, you have Zion Williamson, who we all know has not gotten his mid-range and three-point things together yet. So it's not criticism on his game. Uh, Look at the goddamn stat sheet. Look at what a nigga shoot Uh, inside the court. It's all in there. He's unguardable, but still, you know what I'm saying? So you put Steven Adams on the team. You put Eric Bledsoe on the team. And you put Lonzo Ball on the team, and you put Brandon Ingram, which is the only person that actually fits. But his game is so, it's not as, his, his game is not as fluid As like KD, obviously you can't be, you know, that's his comparison. So he'll always get that comparison, but, and it's not forced either. It's a little bit in between. He can't get a shot whenever he get it, but he can get it most of the times. Um, I'm just not sure how you can get such a talent. And think that you could just put bullshit around him. There's nobody let me let's pull up the Pelicans roster, you know. You know, as a as a as a former fan or of sports teams, when you put together a team around a guy that you know is is an unguardable in the post guy. You put shooters around him, but this team has Najee Marshall, Winiel Gabriel, Willie Herman Gomez, Wes Uwindu, Josh Hart, Kiralee Lewis, James Johnson, Jackson Hayes, Alexander Walker, who they'll probably lose, who, who wasn't even starting. He should have been starting instead of Eric Bledsoe. You should have got rid of Eric Bledsoe and just let him play with Lonzo because he instantly opens up the court with Zion. Defensively, you got some, you know, mixing matches, but I understand that. Steven Adams, Isaiah Thompson, still on the roster, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, that's the team you decide to put around Zion Williams. Prior episodes, um, I brought up conspiracy theories about this, about when the Pelicans being sold, uh, there are going to be some people that own a piece of this team, or a minority owner, or own a, a major part of this team. That probably be a surprise to most people. Big Ten fall hat, but I think because it, it's inevitable. In, inevitable when when Zion dips, it's a wrap. Cause he's already dipped, he's already talking about dipping. And he's been in the league two years. He ain't even went uh 50 games yet. And he already trying to dip. He didn't even play yet. So he already caught up in the whatever narrative is going on. Uh oh, otherwise, oh, the places is just trash, which I assume is the case because every other player that's been there said the place is trash. Um so Big Fall hat, uh, when these bums have to sell a team. Uh because they don't deserve teams in general. the, the people, these are terrible people that own this on this, uh, on, this uh, on this uh Pelicans. Terrible people on Pelicans and Saints, horrible people. Um uh and and, and David Griffith is, I mean I just named the roster that you put around Zion Williamson with one year, you you can't find one veteran, one three and D, nobody that can stretch the floor besides Eric Bledsoe, Stephen Adams. Isaiah Thompson, Thomas, Thomas, uh, or James Johnson. Like who and James Johnson was a, a mid season acquisition. So it was uh and Gomez. Last year, uh, what was the cat uh who plays for Utah? The dude who can barely get off the who, who are you putting the wrongs eye on? it's like they're purposely putting bad players. They just did the trade, uh potential trade. I don't know if the trade went through. Yeah, it was a trade uh, for uh, for Valentunas. Now Valentunas helped stretch the floor. Valentunas don't it's not shooting no fucking threes around here. You know what I'm saying? He's an inside player as well. So uh you have better production, obviously, uh points and rebounds wise than Steven Adams did. Uh, but he's a cat that kind of needs the ball. I mean, he just came from um Playing with John ja Morant, which I'm sure you know, John ja Morant is a fantastic pass and all that other stuff. But I'm sure he probably wanted more touches. Zion is playing right next to him in the inside. Uh, so you know, I'm I, I I'm just not sure how these people uh, continue. How these people continuously get jobs? How you get jobs? Uh, you know how you go? How you fire? How this is second year and you already have two coaches? Going to be his third coach. Um. Uh, and three years. So you've already started a player off. The worst you could possibly start him uh, by seeing one superstar force their way out. They, he was like, man, it's so bad. This dude is a high prospect like me. But this so bad, I don't even want to fucking be here. And then he leaves and wins the championship. And the other dude that was there with him was like, you know what? I play with this dude. I like the dude. I know he's a generational talent. But this place is so fucking bad. I can't be here. And they trade him, and he instantly win a championship. And uh, and I guess this dude is supposed to sit around. Uh, I guess he's this this cat Zion. He's just supposed to play for eight years, another eight years or ten years in a Pelicans jersey. Um, after just seeing players force themselves out and instantly win an NBA championship, and seeing his peers go to the playoffs, even though. You know, um, I think you should be good enough to bring your team to the playoffs before you can complain about stuff like that. I think John Morant was good enough to bring his team to the playoffs. I think uh cats like Luka Doncic was good enough to bring his his team to the playoffs. Um, New York is a little different. It's the Easter Conference. Um, but I you know, I don't well, I don't want to say that first, like it discredit the amount of wins they have. Um but they're playing against the fucking Eastern Conference. But they also ju- had Julius Randle, which took a uh, took a big step up. A fantastic coaching and, and just a lot of good, solid defense with veterans. With veterans, people know. Like I don't know if these players and, and coaches haven't figured this out. Like these dudes, the younger dudes are fans of players, and they're fans of older cats. You can't bring in a veteran. That they don't know what they don't fuck with, or people don't respect. Bringing in good vets, like I'm sure, Lou Will barely played minutes when he got to Atlanta. But having Lou Will on the fucking team, at least trying to show me something in practice, or move, or something in the game, or watching—that's a whole lot more benefit than watching Eric Bledsoe or or, or anybody else I named. Uh, on the Pelicans team, so you know I, I'm not really sure if um, if these cats have figured that out yet. I think it's 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 gross incompetence uh, from a franchise like the Pelicans. We we have a lot of other ones, but um, you can name the Timberwolves, you can name uh, a lot of other franchises. But to see uh, two NBA talents, two NBA stars leave and instantly win a championship the next year Um, I don't know if it's a nail in the coffin but the nail and the hammer is probably in each hand I would assume or the nail is being held in that motherfucker because uh, how would you why would you want to play why would you want to play for them I guess he should have stayed that dude uh, like if I can win, I guess that's you know. I guess that's uh what he should have did, but we got a lot going on. We got the NFL coming up, NFL preseason, I believe, in like it is in two weeks. Uh I'm a little I'm geared up for it. Actually, let me see uh, some of the futures. NFL player performances. The first game is September 9th. Oh, yeah. So it's plus three fifty for Derrick Henry to be the rushing yards leader. Plus five fifty for Dalvin Cook. Plus seven hundred for Nitcha. Plus nine hundred for Christian McCaffrey. Yo, I would go. I would probably. It's plus a thousand for Saquon Barkley. Plus fourteen hundred for Ezekiel Elliott is... Who's the Giants quarterback? There's no way they still got Daniel Jones, right? There's no way, right? That can't be the case, right? Let's see. So, right now... Huh, Daniel Jones. All right. It is the case. <laughs> All right, so... I think uh, the people really talking about Colin Kaepernick they couldn't play. Uh, and fucking Daniel Jones is still playing for the New York Giants. Uh, a, a huge market team uh, uh, has this dude. It's, it's, just, it's just hilarious. So Saquon Balka at 1,000 to get the Russian title. I mean, I know he gets, you know, he has some injury issues. Uh, but plus a thousand, I mean, that's pretty good fucking bet. You bet plus a thousand what that is. So we put a 50 ball on it. I put a 50 ball on That's $500. Um, obviously, I don't wait fucking 10 months to get my money, but that's why I don't bet futures like that. Uh, I bet the Olympic futures, because that's going to be over in a couple weeks. This shit is over in eight months. Jeez. Imagine knowing, you know. Imagine knowing about that fucking money. You, you, imagine knowing you won that money. You broke as shit, and you just waiting on that shit. But let's see. Why receiver leaders? Calvin really plus. What? Who put? Uh, bruh, like, like um, I know Calvin really got uh. Resign. Let's check his stats. Let's see. Hmm. And I don't know if the computer sound like a Dodge Neon right now. So, Calvin Ridley, dog, I know I ain't tripping, bro. Like, how long has Calvin really been in the league? This ain't, It's no way he only been in the league three years. I feel like I've been seeing Calvin Really forever. No reason, he, no way he's been in the league like three, four years. Yeah, that's it. Wow. Okay. All right, so. The Atlanta Falcons decided to replace Julio Jones with Calvin Ridley. Right? We'll see how that works out. But he had eight hundred twenty-one yards, eight hundred sixty-six yards, and had thirteen hundred yards receiving with ninety receptions. Hmm. I don't get him, Terry McLaurin. All right, who was, who was the leaders? He must have been one of the league leaders. I'm ignorant to this. Pardon me. I didn't check um, receiving leaders. He must have been one of the league leaders last year to instantly get this type of nod in yards to where they think he's going to be first, right? No, he he was fifth. He was fifth. Over Stefan Diggs, who had 100 more yards than the person that was second, which is Travis Kelsey. So, Travis Kelsey, who was second in receiving yards, even though he missed, he at least missed a game or two. He's plus 1,200. He was second. Terry McLaurin, which was 13th, has the same odds as a favorite, plus 900. It's Calvin Reilly and Stephon Diggs. I don't get that. The Washington football team is trash. They're, they're garbage. I can see Devontae Adams. He's number five. He's along with Calvin Ridley. He was tired. Justin Jefferson was number four. But it, uh, I mean, I guess this seemed like pretty good odds to me. Uh, plus sixteen hundred, Keenan Allen. I mean, he deals with injuries, but he was number nineteen. And he dealt with some injuries. He was 919. He's about 600 yards off. I don't know about that. Diggs get the ball all the time. I guess Stefan Diggs at plus 900 might be a good deal. I, don't, I didn't see Buffalo pick up any other wide receivers. And it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be Brady Butter again. Wow. I don't know about this Calvin Really thing. I think I um, think yeah. I don't know. This touchdowns is yards. This is yards. Ah, yeah, I don't. I I don't get that. I don't get how he's that high. Um how he's one of the favorites. Uh that I don't get. Some plus uh some big favorites at the end that I can't see getting in. I mean, you know, uh, Jerry Judy, Juju, uh Smith Schuster, um Jarvis Landry, All these cats are Cooper Cup, all these caps are like 6,600. 60, Um, I don't see them getting it, but I guess Jerry's you that plus 6,600 could work out. Um, would it be a straight or something like that? But, uh, let's see. Pass touchdown leader project Patty at plus three twenty five, Brady plus five twenty five. I think Dak plus 1,000, Justin Herbert plus 1,800. I think those are pretty good for me, man. Yeah, there's some long shots here. Uh, Jesus did long shots. Uh, Trey Lance, Teddy Bridgewater, Mac Jones, plus ten thousand. Jimmy Garoppolo, Drew Locke, Cam Newton, Andy Dalton, all in the same category. Plus one, plus ten thousand. Jeez, Louise, it's a lot. It's a lot. Some over unders. Oh yeah, we're gonna spend a whole podcast. Uh, we're gonna spend a whole uh, podcast. Uh, next podcast, we're going to be going over all the all interesting over-unders. Because I see stuff like DJ Moore over under five receiving touchdowns for the year. Uh, I, I like that. DK Metcalf over nine receiving touchdowns. Minus 115 over under nine. Minus 115, that's pretty good fucking odds. I would go maybe over. So we're going to go over some of that too. Oh yeah, we got a whole lot to go over. So I appreciate y'all for listening. Thank y'all again for my another uh, uh, Olympic edition. Uh putting a putting a little silence to some of the disrespect uh to some of these international cats are man. Uh watch the games. Uh you'll see that our people uh in the US just they don't know how to adjust to these rules because they're used to just flopping and shooting threes pretty much. So appreciate y'all listening. I'll see y'all next time. Holler.